Welcome to Bold Talk Radio. I'm your host, Pat Williams. Thank you for tuning in, joining me for tonight's podcast. Now, this is actually a follow-up. Initially, I didn't plan on doing a part two, uh, but I had to. I ran out of time on the first uh, episode on aliens and extraterrestrial beings. Is this stuff real? And so hopefully you guys listened to the first part. I'm going to make this the second part. There may be even a third part. Uh, But I wanted to kind of finish my thought. Where I'd left off of the previous episode, I was talking about how uh, the Bible itself gives so much insight on aliens and extraterrestrial beings. And I started out discussing Genesis chapter 6 verses one through four. Also Daniel, the book of Daniel, uh, chapter two, verses 41 through 43. And so if you hadn't heard that, go back and listen to the first episode, because I think you guys will find it very informative and interesting. But where it left off, I was getting into, uh, Daniel chapter two, verses 43. And it was discussing about uh, a very prophetically where Daniel was giving the dream interpretation to King Nebuchadnezzar, who was the king of Babylon. And Daniel was in captivity at that point. And as he was giving the dream interpretation to this dream that King Nebuchadnezzar had, he starts giving the, uh, the interpretation of this image as being representative of different stages of humanity, but more so than just humanity, of the kingdoms of the earth, of the different aeons, which means ages, right? Okay, so Daniel specifically addressed how at the foot of this image, it was mixed with miry clay, to quote the Bible exactly, uh, it was mixed with miry clay and iron. And Daniel was actually clarifying to King Nebuchadnezzar saying, hey, listen, you know, even as iron and clay doesn't mix, uh, you know, neither in this kingdom, you know, would, would they, you know, they'll be able to mingle, but even as iron doesn't cleave to, to clay, neither will they cleave one to another. And as he's detailing this, he says prior to that, and they shall mingle themselves with the seed of man. So I I give a good detailing on that. Check that out. But just wanted to catch you guys up to speed. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about this iron. What is this iron? Well, if you start looking at it and I started talking about um, and getting into a level of thought and principle, which is very active right now, and it's called transhumanism. Now, what does that mean? transhumanism. Well, listen, I'd invite anybody to look it up. There's a Webster, there's a a Miriam, there's a Google, but let me put it in the most simplest layman terms. Transhumanism basically is what the word is telling you. It's the thought or the belief or the ideology uh, that humanity with the help of science or technology uh, or a mixture of both can help humanity evolve to an even higher level of uh, higher level of humanity, uh, even a higher level of divinity, right? And so someone may say, "Oh my goodness, are you serious? Come on now, this is this is poppycock. This is psychobabble BS." But is it really? 
Because right now, you have some of the top scientists, doctors, uh, 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 professors, uh, tech giants. This is the term. This is, this is where it's at, guys. You guys have got to understand this is where it's at. So this isn't just some quack, you know, ideology that's being bantered around, you know. No, it, it, this is not. This is truly, truly the order of the day. And the order of the day is transhumanism. Now, why is that important? Because here's the thing. The Bible has been telling us from day one in the book of Genesis and in the book of Daniel, and there's other places where we find out that there has always been uh, coexisting with humanity at certain times, there's this super race. And like I said, I mean, you know, let's not play games here, guys. The super race doesn't mean, oh, hey, white people are better than black people. Black people are better than white people. And you know, Arab people are better than, you know, uh, you know, Jewish people. It's not talking about that. I mean, that that's that's a fool's theory. But what it's talking about is a super race, something that's not quite human. And the Bible lets us know that in Genesis with the Nephilim, which is translated as giants. We find that out also uh, uh, when we're reading about David, David and the most famous giant of all, Goliath. So we get into that. So we fast forward to Daniel and Daniel's speaking kind of prophetically here. Not kind of, he's absolutely speaking prophetically. Because what Daniel is pinpointing is, guess what? That in the last stage or the last aeon, age, of humanity and existence of of the world and of the kingdoms as we know and have come to know, guess what? That last kingdom is going to have this mixture. And it's not talking about racial mixture. That's why in the Bible, it says, and they, and they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. So that means this they is something completely distinctive, separate and apart from the seed of men. And notice how the euphemism that Daniel uses is iron. He doesn't use, he's using clay. And as we discussed, clay in the Bible in many contexts represents man. That man was formed out of the dirt, out of the dust, out of the clay. God refers to himself as the potter. He refers to man as the clay. So we understand that when we see uh, that uh, symbolage of clay, we gather, okay, this is referring to man. This is referring to humanity as created by God. But then we see that there's this thing called iron. Well, what the heck is that? So again, now we're getting into boys and girls, beloved, transhumanism. And that is happening right now. And the crazy thing about it is, I find it so, so comical that you have so many people who are believers who say, well, I believe in God, but I don't believe that there's these other life forms that are existing. And it's like, how can you not believe that? The Bible's telling you, even just by pinpointing the Nephilim, in Genesis and pinpointing Daniel's prophecy 
And even Jesus said, hey, listen, when I return, it shall be as the days of Noah. And now somebody's going to say, well, what was happening in Noah's time? Well, the Bible said that Noah was perfect. Now, this is also in the book of Genesis. It said that Noah was perfect throughout his generations. He was a perfect man. That doesn't mean that Noah was a perfect soul. I mean, Noah, you know, we realize that Noah gets drunk. We see some of the fallout behind that, that his son Ham, he looked upon his father, his brothers uh, Shem and Japheth, said, oh, no, 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 let's cover dad's naked body. Dad is toasted. And and we find that out. And then when Noah, you know, kind of awakens from his stupor, he says, hey, listen, you know what, Ham? I'm going to curse your generation. And it's funny how he did not curse Ham. I mean, because there's been a lot of people misappropriating and misinterpreting and misconstruing scripture. I mean, there's this old uh, racist school of thought. We'll see God cursed Ham and Ham means dark or black. And this is why black people were slaves. I mean, it's total nonsense because when you read the scripture, it's saying none of that. None of it. And quite frankly, Noah did not curse. Matter of fact, people say, well, God cursed. No, no, no. God didn't do the cursing. It was Noah. And Noah didn't even curse Ham. He cursed Ham's children. He says, I curse your seed. Now, it's so funny because the Bible tells us who Ham's children, who his seed was. And guess what the name of his seed was? Ham actually sired and seeded a son by the name of, guess what, guys? Canaan. Now, why is that important? Well, let's go back further into what the Bible said. I mentioned to you guys, I believe in the first episode, how uh, in the Bible, we get a beautiful detailing how when God had brought the children of Israel right out of Egypt into the wilderness. And by this time, Moses had already passed on. He was already deceased. And so Joshua and Caleb were, you know, kind of heading up and commanding uh, the, 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 the tribes and the children of Israel. We know prior to that, it was Moses and his brother Aaron, right? So at this point, you know, Moses had passed on and the mantle kind of fell to Joshua and Caleb. So what we find out is, is that before the children of Israel entered into, guess where guys, the land of Canaan, that they wanted to spy out the land. So you had a, you had a guy, right? From each tribe, they get over there, they check it out. You got 12 spies when they get back to the, to the rest of the home front. And they said, look guys, we, we cannot enter this land. 10 of the spies said, we can't do it. And it was only Joshua and Caleb said, yeah, we can, you know, God has been with us from day one. You know, why would our God fail us now? He brought us through this. He brought us through that. Hey, we're more than able to go in there and smash up those, those, those Canaanites. But what we find out about the Canaanites and the other 10 spies let us in on a clue. They said, we can't defeat these Canaanites. We can't defeat these people in the land of milk and honey. It's a good land. It's a very pleasant and goodly land. But guess what, dudes? There's giants in the land. There's Nephilim in the land. This is, this is powerful stuff, guys. This is very powerful stuff. So we realize that the curse, the curse that is upon Ham's seed is not a curse of color. It's a curse of guess what? There is something really funky and stank about the bloodline 
that's in ham seed. And what we find out is, is that ham seed, which is Canaan and his seed, which are the Canaanites. Guess what? These people are of Nephilim. They're of alien. They're of uh, a completely uh, 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 transhuman, if you will, transhuman um, life form. That's what it is, just to simplify. And so we find that out, and it's so amazing that you get to see how beautifully this is told. But this is why you have to understand history and you have to understand Bible history because then it makes sense. So, how is it possible that so many pastors, so many churches, they're not telling, I mean, they're telling people, oh, well, there's no such thing as aliens. Well, there are. Now, again, I grant you guys, I'm not saying that the aliens are running around looking like E.T. with lemon heads and bulged out eyes and skinny knock knees and, you know, skin that looks like it's a thousand years old and saying, I go home. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is there is and there has been almost from day one another creation that's here. It really has been. And listen, guys, let's just get right on into it for real. I want to tell you guys about my experience with um, uh, with having a close encounter, if you will. And I had two of them. Now, one experience I had, it was the fall, early fall of 2003. I was working with a good friend of mine. We were working on a marketing campaign uh, for a uh, cosmetic company, to be honest with you. And this uh, particular cosmetic line, and I really shouldn't say it's cosmetic, it would more or less, well, they do cosmetics, but they also do skincare. I would say that's more or less appropriate. It's, it's a skincare line. Now, at the time, this particular skincare line only catered to women. But what was so neat about this campaign that was being rolled out uh, by the company is that they were just then, you know, um, actually releasing its first line of products for men. And so you've seen seen people, you know, where you are, they, you know, whether you're downtown or at the train station, they're handing out products and samples of the products. So that's what my friend and I were doing. He and I, we were out early in the morning. It was like a 30-day campaign. And every morning we had to be up at a certain time at the train stations to make sure, you know, people on their way to work, and particularly men, uh, you know, th- that they could get these skincare products and try them and, and so on and so forth. So one particular day, and our, our shift would kind of end at, it would start like about five in the morning and end about like one, 12 ish, one in the afternoon. And so we're on our way. We're done with our campaign for the day. Uh, anybody who's in the Chicagoland area, you guys will know where Tinley Park is. Uh, but if you're not, look it up. You don't have to be in Chicago to look up where Tinley Park is. Um, so we're driving, we're on the expressway. We're heading to, you know, head home and, and drop off our products in the whole nine. And it was a beautiful spring. Day. When I said spring, it was a beautiful early fall day. And it felt like spring, but it was early fall. I mean, it had to be like late September, early October, because I remember it was around my birthday. Uh, my birthday is October 1st. So it, it was about around that time of the year, you know, where the mornings start out cold and kind of chilly and crisp. But then by midday, I mean, it's hot. You've got to come out of your jacket, your sweater or hoodie or whatever you're wearing. And so it was that kind of day. The sky was beautiful. I mean, I've never seen the sky that perfectly beautiful. I mean, there was not even a cloud in the sky, not not one. 
And so we've got the windows down. At that time, I used to smoke some. You know, my friend and I, we're, we're talking, we're laughing. You know, we're, we're having cigarettes. We're smoking our squares. And he's driving. I'm in the passenger seat. So I've just happened to be looking at him. And therefore, I'm looking out of his side of the window. And I just happened to notice like this thing. It was kind of like a oval-shaped O, if you will. Uh, and the O looked like how almost like the O looks for Oprah's kind of logo. And it was this beautiful kind of bright, um, metallic, speck, speckled metallic, metallic speck, I should say, uh, burnt orange, uh, three-dimensional uh, uh object because I mean like I said it was shaped like that oh but it wasn't an oh but it was shaped like that and it was just kind of twirling in the sky and so what my initial thought was was okay this may be a campaign maybe Oprah's doing a campaign since it kind of looks like her oh or there may be some other product so I'm like looking out of his window and I'm like okay well I'm expecting to see maybe a Goodyear blimp uh, that's attached to this thing because the thing was just kind of twirling and kind of hanging and so I, I kind of made sure I leaned all the way forward in the passenger seat so I could get a good look past my friend as he's driving he's got his you know eyes dead set on the road he, you know he had to because we didn't want to die uh, in an accident so anyway as I'm leaning all the way forward to see you know what this thing is attached to because I just assumed it's attached to a Goodyear blimp or, or something like that as I do that I realize this thing is not attached to anything it's not attached to anything. It's just this three-dimensional burnt orange. It, it, even though it, it was just hanging in the sky, it seemed far, but yet it seemed near. I could make out every detail of that thing. I mean, literally. I mean, it was like the sun was hitting it as it was twirling, and I could see just like the little specks, you know, like the little silver specks in it, the little metallic specks. It was like a burnt orange. And I'm looking at this thing and I'm saying, oh my God. So at this point, my friend is like, what the heck are you doing? You know, why are you, you know, I said, man, do you see that? And he's like, see what? And he's trying to, you know, take his eyes off the road. And we both realized like, man, you better not take your eyes off the road. And so he really could not focus his his eyesight on it because we're driving on the expressway and I'm spazzing out I'm like oh my god man this thing ain't connected to none what the heck is this this thing is like a a UFO and so we're spazzing at this point we're going through a whole pack of cigarettes I mean and we're bugged out so even though he couldn't see it he clearly saw my reaction to it and saw that I was just totally freaking out um so fast forward to about 2011 and like I said, I told a few friends about that. Not many, just just a few. I just kind of put it out my mind. And what we what what happened was, if you fast forward in 2011, just so happened at that time, I didn't have a vehicle at the time. So the same friend of mine who had did that worked on that campaign with me years before, I called him up because I needed to go to my parents' house and. So he drove me to our parents' house and I went to visit them. And so my mom sent me on an assignment in the basement. She's like, you know, go down in the basement and get me whatever. So I go down to the basement and my dad and my friend, you know, they're watching some show. My dad's into a lot of those shows on history, you know, Discovery Channel, things like that. And um, so they're watching something and, and they're talking in the living room, what have you. And I'm in the basement and all of a sudden I hear my dad 
and my friend, I mean, these guys are just yelling like, hey, come up here, come up here. And they're freaking out. So I run upstairs out of the basement. You know, my mom's trying to figure out like, what the heck's going on. But anyway, I run up, run upstairs from the basement and my dad's like, oh, you guys, you got to see this because I had told my dad of the incident years before. And my friend, obviously he knew of the incident. He was with me. He was driving me uh, at that time in 2003. And there was this segment the show was on commercial. My dad's like, "Oh my God, you gotta see, you gotta see what they said. They're gonna, they're gonna show, you know, once, once, you know, once they get back from commercial." So I'm sitting here in my parents' living room, and sure enough, on the show because it was talking about UFOs, you know, uh, unexplained sightings and that sort of stuff, and aliens and all this kind of crap. And next thing you know, next thing you know, they start talking about how there was an incident that had been reported to police in Tinley Park, Illinois in 2003. And I was fit to be tied. I was fit to be tied because that let me know yeah, I've never done a drug a day in my life. Never guys. I haven't even smoked weed, never hit a blunt, none of that. So that let me know like, oh my God, what I saw, I truly saw. And I saw that. I mean, it, it, it just, it made, even now talking about it, it just kind of makes me get chills. So that's one incident I had. Another encounter I had, which was actually about maybe uh, a year after the initial incident uh, in 2003, this other incident happened in 2004. So at the time I was working for a newspaper, I was working as a, you know, I was a writer and editor and I was on deadline. I had a couple of, of, of deadlines that I was on. So it was no big deal. A lot of times reporters and writers, sometimes, man, these guys are working overnight anyway. They're working at two, three, four, five, six in the morning. I mean, it's, it's nothing. So a lot of times I would, you know, go home, get some rest, and then I would come back to the office and I would be there, you know, get, drive back in. Cause at this time in 2004, I had, I had a vehicle, right? So, uh, I drive into work two o'clock and I called security ahead of time. I said, Hey guys, you know, make sure you're out there watching out for me and security. They would be out usually anyway. And these guys would be out smoking on the, you know, out in front of the, uh, the, the building, um, of the newspaper. So I said, Hey guys, you know, make sure that you're there. I'm going to be there about two o'clock. Okay, sure. Pat, no problem. We'll be out there watching. So I drive up, get to, get to my place of work pull my car into the parking lot. The parking lot was directly across the street from the building. So it's dark. It's 2 a.m. in the morning. It was about early winter because it seemed like it was maybe like November, early December. The weather wasn't bad. It, no snow, but it was, you know, kind of on the cold side. It was winter, wintertime Chicago. So I'm getting out of the car. I'm grabbing, I'll never forget. I'm grabbing my briefcase because I made sure that I had all my paperwork and things I needed to work on uh, when I got to my desk. And so as I'm grabbing it, I'm getting out of my car, you know, locking it up, making sure that everything's, you know, cool with that. And as I'm walking, this is on Michigan Avenue here in Chicago. And there's a Burger King just was like literally right down the street from our parking lot, uh, our office parking lot. And so, you know how it is at nighttime, you know, if you've got the signage, the signage, you know, is, is lit up. You know, you have signage now where it's got the lights in it. 
So you see this Burger King signage. You say, okay. And as I kind of, you know, because I want to make sure I'm looking at all four corners, because what I noticed was, was that the security guys, they weren't out there. And I'm like, guys, you know, make sure, you know, I called them beforehand, like, make sure you're out there. And usually they would do it. So I was a little like, okay, well, these guys aren't out here. You know, let me hurry up and get across the street and, you know, get my butt into the office and be safe. But I happen to look behind me. And as I look behind me, I see what I think is like a child because, I mean, this, this, what looked like was a kid, about an eight-year-old kid off into the distance. Uh, it was like in silhouette. And because I couldn't see it, it was, it was nighttime. It was actually in the middle of the morning, it was about 2 a.m. And it was dark and it was short. So I, I really uh, couldn't see, you know, really couldn't see what it was. But it just it looked like a small child about eight years old. So my thought was at that time was like, isn't this a doggone shame? Now, who has this little baby out here by himself, uh, you know, with because you could almost make out like the hair, like it was short, like a boy's haircut. And, uh, and I was like, this is a shame. You know, where's this kid's mom? You know, this, you know. and so I'm kind of doing this. I'm just like, this is so sad. And I know that if it had not been where it was so early in the morning and if the security guys hadn't been out, you know, my, my motherly instincts would have kicked in and I probably would have said, hey, kid, come here. What do you need? Uh, but I just didn't. I said, well, that's a shame. I had to keep it moving. And right when I turned my head, I just hear this loud, as clear as a bell. That is not a child. I heard it just like that. I can't add to it. I can't subtract from it. I can't take anything away. If I do it, I'll be lying. I heard that just like that in my head. That is not a child. And right when I hear that, I kind of do like Scooby-Doo. I'm like, huh? Huh? You know, in my own thought. And I'm like, what the heck? And right when I hear that, I happen to turn my head back over my shoulder and this image of what I thought was a small child, this thing starts breaking down, man, like a transformer. I lie to you not. It started like breaking down into parts. I know that sounds totally insane, but it starts breaking down into parts and then it just scampers off into the night. Of course, my heart fell into my shoes. My blood ran cold. I mean, I you haven't seen a fat girl run until you saw me run that day. Man, I shot across that that parking lot and that 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 street to the job. I mean, literally, it was right across the street. I mean, I shot, and I just start banging on the door, bang, 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 because you know the doors obviously are locked at two in the morning. And security comes to the door, like, oh my god, Pat, what's wrong? What's going on? I said, man, let me in. I'm like, what's wrong with you guys? And you know, I gave them a few choice words, like, man, you know, what what's going on? You 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 you, you suck and such and such and such as like, man, I told you guys to be out here looking out for me. And they're like, oh my god, did someone try to bother you? You know what what happened? And at that point, I realized I can't tell them what happened because they would think I was insane. So I knew like, okay, I can't tell them because they're like, oh my God, did somebody try to attack you? You know, Pat, was someone trying? And I was just like, no, never mind, never mind. Yeah, and I just kind of shoot them off like, never mind, never mind. And I went to my desk. So those are two encounters uh, of the third kind that I've had. I pray to good Lord Jesus Christ, I'd never have another one. But I'm saying that, guys, to say this, aliens are real. And like I said, I'm going to assume that I'm talking to people who are believers and not saying the whole audience that's listening to some believers, but I'm saying I'm coming from a premise of people who are believers and who are Christians and who have some level of spiritual inclination. You guys have got to know 
that this stuff is real. It's just not Hollywood because Hollywood is telling y'all. Hollywood is telling us and they're telling us in plain sight. They're telling us in plain sight. Like I said in episode one of this, I can't even imagine a person said, well, hey, I'm an atheist and, or, and I don't believe there's really a God, but I believe there's aliens. It's like, okay, wait a minute. You, you don't believe that there's a God that's an almighty creator? You don't believe that there's a savior? You don't believe that God has a son? But then you can believe that there's aliens? I mean, come on. You really can't have them have one without the other. And the Bible lets you know that. But I feel that the same is true on the flip side of that equation. When you've got these, these you know, Christians and, and Bible believers and, and saints and men and women of God. And they say, oh, I believe in Jesus, honey. Hallelujah. I believe in God. Yes, I believe in the Bible. But I don't believe in aliens. And the, and the Bible's telling you, yeah, it is so. Snap out of it and get with it. Because whether you guys know it or not, and whether you like it or not, here's the deal. It's already here. It's been here. And like I mentioned that uh, series that was on back in when I was a kid, like in 84, called They. I mean, Hollywood's been trying to tell us what the Bible has already foretold us. You had shows on TV called V. And then you had the show on TV called They. And what the heck do you guys think Star Trek and Star Wars are all about? You guys just think, oh, hey, well, the imagination, the great creation, creative minds of, you know, uh, of, of, of Hollywood and these directors. I mean, come on, George Lucas. I mean, Steven Spielberg. Do you think that they're just telling, just, just being creative? I mean, have you guys even took the time to say, man, why would Steven Spielberg show me this little thing uh, with a hoodie on its head, riding bikes with kids, you know, across the moon? I mean, and here's the deal. Steven Spielberg on one of his film companies, I think it may be Amblin. I hope I'm saying that right. I mean, he still shows that image of the kid riding the bike across the moon. I mean, that that's a man. Hollywood's telling you. George Lucas is telling you. What Jesus already foretold you, what his word already foretold you, you guys have got to snap out of it. You guys got to get a revelation that this stuff is real, man. It's real. Why why do you guys think, like I mentioned about Terminator, you guys guys just think that's entertainment? You know, Arnold's saying, I'll be back. And we're like, yeah, Arnold, come back, smash these suckers. And we're not thinking like, yo, what, what is Hollywood, what is James Cameron really telling us? They're cyborgs. That's transhumanism, gang. Get with it. That's transhumanism. That's speaking about aliens and extraterrestrial beings and other life forms that are moving and intertwining and, and soon to be intermingling and have already in some, some instances intermingled. One of, the, one of the most horrific and worst movies I've ever seen, and the movie pissed me off, was this movie starring actor Adrian Brody, okay? And some of you guys don't remember him. You may remember actor Adrian Brody. Uh, years back, he won an Academy Award uh, for the movie The Pianist. And, uh, and so he was the lead in this movie, and this movie was called Splice, okay? It was called Splice. And the movie was just horrific. I mean, it was just, it was hideous. I mean, that, that's the best way I could tell you guys. It was hideous. But what it was showing, it was showing this other, this alien life form. And this thing was constantly uh, transitioning and, and transforming itself into 
uh, another thing. I mean, it, it started out as one thing, which was more of less of like a feminine gender kind of thing. And then the thing at another point, you know, took on like a male gender kind of thing. And we know this because at one point in the movie, the guy actually had Adrian Brody's character actually had sex with this thing. And then the thing later on, you know, goes after his girlfriend, after his lady friend and, and, you know, and, and tries to, you know, have sex with it. So it, it was a very, uh, horrific movie. Uh, it's one of my, I mean, one of my, I, I hate the movie just to be completely honest, but why am I bringing that up? Why do you guys think Hollywood is bringing it up? Do you guys think that they're just saying that just to entertain you? They're putting it out there. The Bible put it out there first and you guys are just acting like this doesn't exist, man. This stuff is real. So the answer to the question, yes, this stuff is real. And it's been, it's been foretold, it's being told, and has yet to be told. I mean, you guys have got a piece together. X-Men. What do you mean X-Men? What do you mean X-Men? You know, Stan Lee, he just passed about a month ago. You know, but but look, look, look at it. X-Men. You know what I mean? What do you mean X-Men? School of Mutants. I mean, if you, and I love the X-Men movies. Don't get me wrong. I actually love the X-Men movies. But if you look at it, what is it really saying? I mean, it's saying, okay, cool. You've got the school of kids and teenagers. And these kids are kind of all the, um, you know, kind of the, the odd, odd kids out kind of thing. And these kids are, you know, some kids look like humans. Some kids don't look like human. Some have like, you know, straight up supernatural powers. Some of them have more humanistic powers. But I mean, you guys have got to, you guys got to dig what they're saying to you. Even down to stuff like Superman. What do you mean Superman? What do you mean Superman? Well, look at the story of Superman. Superman is an alien. He was an alien baby that was found by the the Kent family. And I'm not even big on cartoons like that, but in comic books, my brothers grew up reading this stuff. And from time to time as a little girl, when I didn't feel like playing with Strawberry Shortcake or Barbie, I would, you know, kind of look at some of these comic books and go, oh, that's interesting. But think about what I'm saying. Hollywood's been letting you know. (laughs) Superman, alien form. An alien form that's taken on the image of a man. And what is Superman's job? It's to save humanity. You guys have got to see what's going on. And notice how they call him man of what? Man of steel. There you have it. Iron can't mix with clay. They're letting you know, man. They're putting it on full blast, full on. You guys have got to get your heads out of the sand with your booties sticking out. You got, you guys, you guys, you guys have got to stop it. You guys got to look at what they're telling you. You guys got to look at what they're saying, even about I'm Batman, I'm Bruce Wayne, I'm Batman. Okay, so Batman's a real dude, right? But here's the deal though. Batman is a guy who's tapping into using all types of technology, just like, uh, and and high tech gadgets, sort of like, you know, James Bond. They're showing you guys that technology and science that it's going to give way to what Daniel, the prophet Daniel, explained to King Nebuchadnezzar. Spider-Man, look at this guy. You know, Peter Parker. Oh, he gets bit by a spider. Oh, I'm in a lab. Uh-oh. Now I, now I can climb up the walls and shoot out these webs and stuff. Now I've got all these, these kind of psychic ESP kind of uh, powers. 
You guys have got to see it. And what I just recently found out, go dig this. There's a comic book, and some of you guys out there probably know this. There's a comic book called Black Goliath. And his name is Giant Man. I mean, give me a break. So, I mean, my fellow Christian brothers and sisters, don't sit up here and tell me you don't believe that alien life form, life form and extraterrestrial beings aren't real when the Bible have told you that. It's told everybody that. And people just, you know, just shuck off the Bible. Oh, it's been translated. So what? Everything's been translated. Oh, I don't know if we could depend on it. Well, you better know that you could depend on it because the Bible told you first. Jesus said, when I return, it shall be as the days of Noah. You guys have got to dig what is being said. Daniel said, hey, the last aeon, the last kingdom, the last age, this is what's going to be going on. (laughs) And they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. But even as iron and miry clay cannot cleave, neither shall they cleave one to another. You guys have got to dig what's happened. happening. Transhumanism, it's not only coming, it's here. It's here. And they know it. The medical field knows it. The science field knows it. The psychology field knows it. Uh, the, the, uh, uh, I'm trying to say the word, guys. I'm a little, little tired right now. But uh, the, the educational, the, the, the scholastic world knows it. The professorial world knows it. They know it. The entertainment world knows it. Hollywood knows it. I'll be back. You best believe Arna will be back. Because that stuff is already happening now. Uh, Terminator. Salvation. Whoa. What do you mean salvation? Whoa. What do you guys mean by that? You guys have... Oh my God. So guys, please... This is what I'm saying. If you are a believer, if you are a Christian, even if you're not, you guys better open your eyes. You guys better wake up and you guys better see that this thing is real. I'm not here to preach to you guys. I'm just here to lay out the facts. So when someone says, hey, is aliens and extraterrestrial, uh, you know, beings, is that stuff real? Man, absolutely. And I'm not just saying it because I had my own personal encounters and seeing uh, an identified flying object. Well, it really wasn't flying. It was just kind of twirling in the air. Uh, and not only did I see, you know, like I said, I had my own experience and encounters with it, but I believe it because look at what the Bible's saying. And, and see, a lot of times things go over people's head from the Bible because they say, oh, well, you know, you can't take the Bible literally. You have to take it figuratively. But you guys don't even take it figuratively because if you did, you would get a revelation literally. You know what I mean? Because look at what it's saying about iron and clay. Look at what it's saying. There you have it. That's the end stage. That's the end of the age. That's the end of the aeon. And and, am I right? Wasn't there a movie called Aeon? You know? So there you have it. Hollywood is more on point than the average church, than the average pastor. 
My goodness, guys. So listen, th- that's going to do it for there. Listen, I'm going to put a challenge to you guys. If you guys have any, um, you know, comments, questions, or even if you guys have had some uh, encounters, uh, you know, don't be shy. There's no judgment. I've had my own. I don't think you're crazy. I'll take a lie detector test about what I saw because I know I saw what I saw. And I know I've never been a person. I have never touched a drug in my life. The only thing I used to do was have a drink and have a square, smoke a cigarette, never anything beyond that. So I know I'm not a person who's like, hey, dude, I'm just tripping, you know, I'm kind of zoning out on the bog. Nah, nah, nah. That ain't me. That ain't never been me. So I know I've always been of sobriety and clear of mind, clarity, right of mind when I had my encounter. And, uh, and so, hey, if you guys have had any encounters, go to our Facebook page, Bold Talk, you know, plug it in with your comment. Let me know. I want to do a follow-up to this, but the follow-up show I'd like to do where I'm just, you know, kind of having you guys talk about your experiences and maybe I'll even have a guest on the show, uh, to talk about it at, at more of a, um, an intellectual and more of an educational and polished level. But I'm just giving you guys what I've got. And I'm here to tell you guys, I believe it. And not only do I believe it, I know it. I know it. And you guys have got to know it. You guys got to be smart. You guys got to open your eyes and you got to see what's going on out here. So listen, thank you so very much for listening to our episode today, tonight, wherever you are. And listen, we want to just thank you guys so much for your support. Please keep tuning in. Uh, We've really been enjoying uh, producing these shows. Uh, We're glad that we're starting to get a lot of good positive feedback. Uh, Our audience is growing. So we want to just keep giving you guys, you know, high quality content. We want to bring you guys more guests. Uh, We want to give you guys more, you know, content to discuss. Uh, We don't want to talk down to our audience. You know, we don't want to just give you guys, hey, what's happening in pop culture, which we will do. I mean, the other day, you guys may know I talked about the jockeys king of R&B and I talked about Cardi B and Offset's you know, break up and things like that. So we'll have those moments of levity where we'll talk about fun things. Well, not that that's fun, you know, what's going on in, in, in those people's lives. But what I mean is they're certainly more scaled back. You know, they're not always going to be heavy, hard hitting subjects, but you know, again, you know, this is bold talk radio and we want to talk about those issues that, you know, typically, you know, are not talked about at, at length and we want to take it from another angle. So I, I appreciate the support. Uh, certainly we want to keep going and I'm excited for 2019 and we hope to have you guys, you know, just, you know, follow us throughout, uh, the upcoming year. And I wish all you guys blessings and, and just wonders and Christmas joy and the holiday season. So thank you so much for tuning in to bold talk radio. It is true. I am your host, Pat Williams. And until next time, I'll see you.